This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 98 is going to be from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 17 through 18. Simply because you go to, quote, church, does not mean you will be saved. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 17 through 18, read. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God, and if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and sinner appear? Judgment is going to begin at the house of God. And if it begins first with the house of God, what's going to be the end of those who obey not the gospel? You see, God is going to judge his people. And simply because you go to church or call yourself a Christian doesn't mean that you're automatically going to be saved. Back in the time of Israel, Israel was born into the house of God. But simply because they were God's people did not mean they were going to be saved if they did not do what God commanded them to do. Over and over throughout the Old Testament, we find people that had to do what God told them to do in order to be saved. They had to be obedient. In Genesis chapter 6 through chapter 9, we find the story of Noah. And Noah was a righteous man. He was a man that lived the way that God wanted him to live. God come and he told him to build an ark. And if Noah had not built that ark, then him and his family would not have been saved. It was only because he was obedient to God and built the ark exactly the way that God told him to build it that (coughs) he saved himself and his family. If he had not been obedient to God, then he would not have saved his family. Simply because you go to church and you sit in a pew does not mean you're going to be saved. You have to do the will of God in order to be saved. In Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 30, I'm sorry, in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 31, (coughs) if the righteous will be recompensed on the earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner? You see, God is going to judge his people. If judgment begins at the house of God, what's going to be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and sinner appear? If the righteous one is scarcely saved, means that it is not going to be easy to be saved. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of dedication. It's going to be a lot of following God's rules and laws. If the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and sinner appear? In Hosea chapter 8, verses 1 through 8, the Bible reads, Set the trumpet to your mouth. He shall come like an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. Israel will cry to me, My God, we know you. Israel has rejected the good. The enemy will pursue him. 
They set up kings, but not by me. They made princes, but I did not acknowledge them. From their silver and gold, they made idols for themselves, that they may be cut off. Your calf is rejected, O Samaria. My anger is aroused against them. How long until they attain to innocence? For from Israel is even this. A workman made it, and it is not God. But the calf of Samaria shall be broke to pieces. They sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. The stalk has no bud. It shall never produce meal. If it should produce, aliens would swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now they are among the Gentiles like a vessel in which is no pleasure. So even the children of God, when they did not follow God, they were not saved. In verse 1 of Hosea says, Set the trumpet to your mouth. He shall come like an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. Simply because you go to, quote, church does not mean you will be saved. Just like Israel was the people of God. They were the chosen ones of God. But yet when they did not obey God and they rebelled against him, in verse 2 of Hosea chapter 8 says, Israel will cry to me, my God, we know you. And then in verse 3, Israel rejected the good. The enemy will pursue him. So they will cry to me, but God's not going to hear their cry. He's going to reject them and allow their enemies to pursue them. If we go to church, but we're not living that way the rest of the time, we're simply going to church and we think, well, God's going to save us because we are his people. Well, if we don't keep his word, he's going to reject us. In verse four of Hosea chapter eight, it says they set up kings, but not by me. They made princes, but I did not acknowledge them. From their silver and gold, they made idols for themselves that they may be cut off. And if we're following after idols, even if we're going to church, and we're going to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, but we're making for ourselves idols, and we're not following God, but we're following money and other things, we're placing other things above God, then he's going to cut us off as well. In verse 5 of Hosea chapter 8, it says, Your calf is rejected, O Samaria. My anger is aroused against them. How long until they attain to innocence? And so they were going to offer this calf to God, but God says, I've rejected it because you're not doing it in my way. My anger is aroused against them. How long until they attain to innocence? For from Israel is even this, a workman made it, And it is not God, but the calf of Samaria shall be broken to pieces. They sow the whirlwind and reap, they sow to the wind and reap the whirlwind. The stalk has no bud. It shall never produce meal. It, if it should produce aliens would swallow it up. In other words, God would allow their enemies to come in and swallow them up. Israel is swallowed up. Now they are among the Gentiles like a vessel in which is no pleasure. Simply because you go to church does not mean you will be saved. If we're not doing the will of God the rest of the time, then going to church is not going to do us any good. We need to be following God's law every moment of our lives. We need to be seeking first the kingdom of God. We need to be always abounding in the work of the Lord, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, it says, Enter by the narrow gate. 
For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 17 through 18, this is exactly what it's talking about. The two gates, one being wide and one being narrow. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel? The judgment is going to begin at the house of God. Remember in Daniel? In Daniel, Israel was in captivity. And there were hundreds of thousands of Israelites who were taken up into Babylonian captivity. But of those, there were very few that were actually servants of God. Now, they were born into the house of God. They were Israelites, and they should have been a people that were keeping the will of God. But we find that so many of them were not. They would bow down to the king. But Meshach, Radshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3, they refused to bow down to the king, and they were thrown into a fiery furnace for it. In Daniel chapter 6, we find another one that refused to stop praying, and he was thrown into a lion's den, but God saved him. Of the many, many people that were in captivity, very few were told of four out of all the people that were in captivity that were servants of God. During the flood, there were only eight people in the entire world who served God. Narrow was the way. <coughs> for the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel? There are many, many people in God's church who have been baptized into God's church. But of that many, God says that there are going to be few. For a time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and sinner appear? If within God's people... God is saving very few, the ones that are actually following him and walking down the difficult way, then the people that don't follow God at all, there's no hope for them until they find the truth. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name and then I will declare to them I never knew you depart from me you who practice lawlessness so of the people that cry out Lord Lord notice judgment's going to begin at the house of God and if the righteous is scarcely saved where will the ungodly and sinner appear Lord Lord these are people that claim to be followers of God Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. This is like the time in Babylon where we only had three friends of Daniel and Daniel himself that were told of in the entirety of this place did not bow down to serve the foreign gods who refused to serve anybody but God and would pray to him and would be thrown into a lion's den because of it. Notice verse 22 in Matthew chapter 7. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Remember 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 18. Now if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and sinner appear? Notice these are people that claim to be followers of Christ. They cry out, Lord, Lord. They prophesy in his name. They cast out demons 
in his name, and they've done many wonders in his name, but he doesn't know them because they're not following him the way that he desires to be followed. They're not keeping his commandments properly. They're practicing lawlessness, which lawlessness is sin. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Judgment is going to begin at the house of God. These are people that claim to be followers of him. And judgment is going to begin at the house of God. Notice he judges them in verse 23. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. God wants people that practice his word the way that he wants it to be done. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so we can't just be a people that are calling him Lord, giving him lip service, but not truly living the way that he wants us to live. In in Matthew chapter 23 Verses 1 through 12, the Bible says, Then Jesus spoke to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best places at the feast, the best seats in the synagogues, greetings in the marketplace, and to be called Rabbi, Rabbi. But you do not be called Rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called teacher, for one is your teacher, the Christ." But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. How many Christians today do these verses apply to? We tell people to do things in certain ways, but when it comes right down to it, we don't. We don't find ourselves faithful to God, but we're wanting others to be faithful to God. Why should we expect people to be faithful to God when we will not be faithful to him? Notice The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. Why? Because these are God's leaders. They're God's people. But notice the second part of verse 3. But do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. We have too many church members today that say and do not do. Simply because you go to church does not mean you will be saved. Only those that are doing the will of the Father are going to be saved. We can tell people to live in a certain way all day long, but if we do not follow God's commandments, then we are hypocrites. And we know what God thinks of hypocrites. For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them at men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. If we are telling people to follow God's law, we need to be following God's law. We don't need to be just be doing it to be seen of men. Verse 5, but all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best places at the feast, the best seats in the synagogue, and the greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. Sometimes we want the benefits of being a member of the Lord's church without all the requirements of following what he wants us to do. Simply because you go to church does not mean you will be saved. 
So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.